Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she love me when I'm in it. And she never be pretending. Not in this room. She gon' tell you what she bought it. Cause she know you can't afford it. Know you can get it. Looking exquisite. No competition. Stay on the pivot. Hey, be watching. They be plotting. She's so motherfucking independent. Mama be poop. Got on her grind. She had to get out her mama house. Daddy be tripping. Now she be whipping. Ain't no more no granny couch. Fashion over got that air. Welcome to the eSpot with Camille. I'm your host, Camille Cower, and I am so excited to have today one of the another designer from the Kaleidoscope Project, Everett Brown. Everett Brown is from the designer duo, Everett Brown Design. And I'm curious because I was reading through your bio and it sounds like this project you did without your better half or your other half, I should say. So introduce yourself, tell everyone a little bit about the other half and how you were able to get away with a solo project. Well, that's really funny. I don't do anything without my better half. She's the okay. boss. So nothing goes undone without her supervision. Um, my name is Everett Brown. Thank you for having me today. Um, Lisa and I collaborate on everything we do. We always think four eyes are better than two. Um, I'm not sure why we build ourselves as one, but whenever it's Everett Brown, it is Everett and the Lisa Brown show for sure. Okay. I was wondering, cause you hear of so many different husband and wife teams, especially on certain shows. And yeah, yeah. like, I want to know from your standpoint, like how did that dynamic start? When did you guys decide, why don't we just join forces? Why are we working yeah. separately or so on? Especially since you had such an exciting career where you were traveling all around the world, merchandising as well. Can yeah. you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So Lisa has a, a really good team. Lisa heads up our new business operations and I do primarily the design side. So um, when we collaborate, um, mostly I'm focused on design. She's mostly focused on logistics, um, but often she slides into design and I slide into logistics. Um, but for the most part, we stay in our lanes and it, it all works out. Yeah. So how does that work when you guys first started working together? And let's say you guys did have some challenges or some difficult decisions Who's the final? Well, I know you said she's the boss, but how do you guys handle that? Because I'm sure a lot of different duos, whether they're married or not, yeah. they have those challenges sometimes where it's like, well, I want it this way and you want it that way. And maybe it doesn't always work. Maybe it's a budgeting thing since she does logistics or maybe it's um, yeah. a design thing for you. So how do you guys handle those challenges and not bring it home with you? Well, listen, I always say respect keeps peace in the world. And so given that we're always looking for the most elevated result, it doesn't matter what I think or what she thinks. It is what is the best choice and decision for our client or the look that we're trying to create. Okay. Great neutral answer. <laughs> Won't get you in trouble <laughs> at all with that one. I love it. Um, she, men repeat that. That's a good it, one. Yeah, no, no. It's the truth. But I think if she yeah. were here, she would go, he always gets his way. Uh, <laughs> but I, I always take into consideration other opinions, whether I agree with them or not, they always inspire me to think in a different way. So even though I may not land on your decision or your your desire, um, it's going to influence my final outcome. That, that makes sense. So speaking of inspiration, you just finished this amazing house up in Massachusetts, the yep. Linux Inn, part of the Kaleidoscope Project. Can you share how you got started with the Kaleidoscope Project and what that project has meant to you so far? 
Oh, yes. It, it is absolutely amazing. Uh, the Patty Carpenter, um, you know, world trend color fat forecaster, as well as trends, um, is a very dear friend of mine for several decades. Um, but I was inspired by her vision, um, along with Amy, um, to join forces with a very talented group of creators. Um, I could not resist. Um, when you hear, you know, what the goals were for the project, um, you take all of those concepts, put them in New England, it becomes like, for me, one of my, you know, favorite places to be. And I'm like, yes, I want to be a part of this project. But, you know, I think of Massachusetts, Lenox, um, Jacob Pillow comes to mind. Um, so you couldn't get a more small town um, intersects with world cultural environment than... Like you're a busy, of, busy it, man. It sounds like, what, uh, well, actually, Ritima is one of the designers that was part of the project. Yeah. Um, she's based in Los Angeles, and we've been trying to get together. So she's like, I'm going to get through. You're going to answer. Um, but it Hilarious. Was, That's the exact um, designer I was talking about that also did her interview outdoors. So you guys have oh, a lot in common. Exactly. Well, there you go. <laughs> if in Los Angeles, do as the Angelinos do. You must um, be outdoors, but, you guys. I mean, that's the whole point of they pay in sunshine, right? So might as well take listen, advantage of the sunshine. The it is so light. ironic that she's yeah. calling because one of the things that made the Kaleidoscope special were the other mm -hmm. designers. It was mm -hmm. one of the first show houses that I've been involved with where there wasn't only great talent, but there was a great camaraderie. I mean, literally everybody was helping everybody. And I remember one night at midnight, I was at a loss because certain things didn't come in. Ritima and a couple of other designers jumped in, like just rolled up their sleeves and started helping me do things. And Lisa hadn't come up yet. So it was an amazing amount of help for me, but it just helped put my mind there like, we'll get through it. Don't worry about it. We're gonna go get drinks. Let's just knock this out. So it's apropos that she would call um, because that made the project very special. But, you know, of course, the goals of the project, which is giving um, a group of very creative designers of color a platform to create in a way that we're not often given, makes Kaleidoscope very special. And then for me, the utmost special part of it is it's building a legacy. Um, the designs will stay in place. It's the first of many, and you just, you can't ask for a better, you know, mix of ingredients. No, I, I love from every designer I've spoken with so far, that's been the same message they've all said that is just, it sounds like a, um, I mean, I guess a sorority mixed fraternity house in that sense yeah. where you guys just all joined forces together and kind of much like nothing like a war, but in the sense that you guys all yeah. did this great big project together and that same feeling of we went through it and, and got through the trenches and such a beautiful, beautiful project at the end. Yeah. And I want to speak about your room that you designed and how did that process go about? Because there were so lim much limitations. And I think a lot of times people within their own homes will just be like, oh, well, we can't because we can't do this. We can't do that. Speak on the 
like, even though you had those limitations, how you were able to create a new space, a very modern space in a 17th yeah. century home, like, well, make 17, eight, don't make well, me do math, but you know, yeah, what I mean. I think it was 17, 17 something, I think. Yeah. yeah. So for me, you know, I was very moved by, as I said, not only the geography, but mm -hmm. what happens in that part of the world. So it is small town meets culture. Um, and so when you take that into account, um, given that we had the reception area and lounge area, for me, it was all about community, fellowship, um, being able to, if you look at some of the, the larger tenants that we had as, as a group to work towards, it was about you know creating a space that you walk in, kind of transition, cleanse, and get your mind set for taking in all of this beauty. So for me, it was, how do I blend a little bit of now with yesteryear, but with the perspective of going forward? Um, and so I initially started with traditional seating areas and I was like, no, 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 that's not gonna work. We're just in the middle of a pandemic, sort of post pandemic. So how do you create these um, spaces that can present themselves in different ways, depending on how the users wanna use them, but yet it becomes very communal when you want um, you know, to sit down and either work um, in collaboration with a group of people, or you're just sitting and transitioning and having a drink. Um, so my space was sort of, um, I call it the Switzerland. So I was right at the crossroads of the dining area the bar and then access to any room um and so for me it was very important that it be warm inspirational um but relaxing as well okay you know when someone wants to hire everett brown what kind of client is that like who is the everett brown client what's your dream person to work <laughs> with in that sense um my dream person is anyone who's looking to enhance their environment you know i like to say that design is not about spending a lot of money design is about creativity um, so what that means is no matter how big or small your budget is, no matter how big or small your space is, we're here to help you create your vision. Okay. Now, so off air, you kind of let me in on a little secret that you're um, helping a client right now and you're at an art gallery. So speak yeah. about the importance of bringing art into your home or what's your, how do you yeah. go about bringing in paintings? Because I have full disclosure. I'm an art kid. My mom's an artist. I co-own an art gallery with her. So this right. is very much a personal oh, plug at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, on a designer's perspective, like how do you go about choosing art for a room or how do you work around it or include it in that sense too? So I think art, obviously, um, for me, first and foremost, is important to us as humans for inspiration, um, for relaxing, um, for conversation. Um, I think when you think about it that way, it's not about selecting art to decorate a room. It's about what statement do I wanna make in my room? Do I wanna express myself? Do I wanna provoke conversation? Or am I just building to enhance my portfolio? Um, no matter what the goals are, um, I'm a collector of rocks. So I'm sitting in a garden right now. I'm sure I could find a rock that my wife would say, put that down. You're not taking that home. Um, 
to, you know, we're about to look at some very expensive art that would be, you know, thousands of dollars. Um, so when you talk about collecting, it's personal. Um, again, I like to look at it as it's not about spending money. It's about what brings you joy, what is interesting to you. And so for me, first and foremost, I think people should not be afraid to express themselves in their own home. So if you like oil on canvas, or in my case, you like rocks, I love primitive art artifacts, both Asian and African. Um, so a lot of that um, inspires a lot of the work that I do. Um, when I travel around the world, I'm always collecting, whether it's mass, art, textiles, whatever it is, I encourage people, if you like tablecloths, collect those tablecloths. Um, you know, my wife says I'm a potential hoarder. Um, and I still say I'm not embarrassed to share my collection. So that makes me a collector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that fine line, right? Between yeah. being a collector. Like that's my excuse for things because I love collecting like pop culture things. Yes. So I have like the clap it and weird things like that that I find at different places. I'm like, oh, now I can have this. Because yeah. when I was younger, of course, my parents were like, you don't need that. You don't need that. But now, you know. <laughs> I'm the parent. But, <laughs> so but yeah, I get I that. Art mm -hmm. is really important um, to help people express themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to me, you could have a very calming room with a very provocative piece if that's what you want to light that room up with. Um, so it's very individual. I think it's very personal. So I usually take the lead of my clients. Um, you know, what is it that they have passion for? And then once we know what that is, then we build installations to help exhibit whatever those things might be, or you create wall space to hang art. Okay. Now, you also had a lot of support with this Kaleidoscope project in the sense of just having tons of sponsors just throwing products yeah. at you. What was that like? Did you kind of feel like Little Rich in the store where everything was yours to use? that had to be a little bit overwhelming at the same time of being like, oh, I got to scale it down. I, I can't get everything I want just because it's available or was well, it was a little bit of that, you know, it was some, sometimes it would, there was abundance and sometimes there was not. Okay. Um, so remember we were creating this project in the middle of a pandemic. Right, um, right. And so I think one of the things that made it special was how do you get what you want in this moment in time where people are really focused on survival, um, you know, manufacturers, designers, and, and the like. I mean, I literally, my business shut down for about four or five months where it was at zero. And I was trying to recreate myself, right? And they still kept telling me I was non-essential. And I'm like, you don't understand, I'm essential. <laughs> so, yeah. My clients even out, think so, yeah. Right? As we were out curating, you know, furnishings and art and textiles for the project, um, there were some people who were in a position to give and there were others who weren't. So it was really, um, you know, a challenge, um, which I love, where we were mixing and matching expensive, inexpensive, modern and classic. Um, the lighting in my room changed several times because my furnishings changed. So while it was abundant and I was receiving things, I was at the same time having to curate and rethink how I was going to present those things. Yeah. Um, but in the end, it made it very exciting. 
Now, speaking about challenges and working through the pandemic, a lot of people ended up having to do a lot of things digitally. And um, even myself, I, my designer, we worked through Zoom meetings to kind of come up with different things. So I'm curious for you moving forward, what new tricks have you gathered from working from home or working remotely with well, in design that you plan to keep carrying on in the future that worked for you? Well, definitely working virtually. Um, I think one of the things that the pandemic inspired was to be able to work virtually, um, to be able to collaborate um, with people in different parts of the world, um, which is what Zoom and FaceTime and all these different things allow. Um, but more than that was really being inspired to uh, create rooms that do double, triple, quadruple duty. Mm -hmm. So I can't tell you how many families were forced into different parts of their home to either school at home, work at home, work out at home, socialize, you know, as a family at the end of the day. So I like to, you know, describe it sometimes day into night, um, how a space might change. Um, you know, a dining room might act as dining at night, but by day would be your office. Midday, it's where you're taking your yoga class. Um, so what we had to do as designers was really become much more agile, much more flexible as we see rooms. Because often as designers, when we see it, we're like, don't touch it. Please don't change this room. And now it's, what does this room look like from nine to noon? from noon to six, from six to nine. Right, once um, it's really lived so, in. Yeah. No, that's great. Now, I wanna make sure that we share a little bit about, you've also been on a few TV shows as well. <laughs> so can you yeah. share a little bit about your experience with that? Cause yeah, everyone wants to talk to the celebrity life. What was it like yeah. working on TV and magic happening within minutes as opposed to months, years? <laughs> As opposed to the real life scenarios. Yeah, yeah. yeah listen, we love television um, because you get to meet interesting people, but you get to do amazing things as well. Um, but it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to be on when you're not on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watch a lot of reality shows for work, of course. And yeah. um, I just I just don't know how they do it. Like all the yeah. times cameras right there and just to be so perfect all the time. The house has yeah. to be perfect all the time. Like you were mentioning from 12 to five, like what your rooms look like they no, I don't know how they do it. And yeah. I don't know how hard it has to be to try to make everything look perfect all the time when there's cameras following you everywhere all the time. Too. Yeah. So, and you have to be, you know, perfect all the time, but yeah. I've had a couple of directors and producers like, come on, we got to do this. And I'm like, I'm trying. Generally, this is really easy for me, but today is hard. It's a lot um, harder when you have people watching you and cameras yeah. on you and lights. But and I think you get used yeah. to that. You kind of get okay. used to that, you know, particularly I think as a designer where we're called upon every day to make mm. big decisions. Like somebody said, how happen. do you do this? I said, we, we do it multiple times a day. So while it's stressful, you become tolerant to it. Okay. And I think the cameras are the same way. At some point, you almost don't realize they're there until you say something. You're like, oops, I didn't mean to say that. Can we retake that? <laughs> Can roll that footage back? <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. Yeah, no. yeah. But we've had fun with, yeah. you know, programs like Open House. Um, you know, I've been fortunate that TV has flirted with me for several decades. 
Um, we're working on a few things now. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Um, you know, break a leg. Exciting. Yeah, that's great. Now, how can everyone keep up with you and your beautiful wife, Lisa, and the Everett Brown design team? Uh, share where we can keep up. And also, if there's any future things we should know about yeah, other than Hope Dallas. So the easiest way is Everick Brown, E-V-E-R-I-C-K, Brown, B-R-O-W-N.com. And we're Everick Brown everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm fortunate my mother named me Everick. And so I get that handle everywhere. Um, one of the more exciting projects we're working on is in Martha's Vineyard. Um, we're still in the development stages. Uh, we're waiting for David Ajay to complete um, designs on a very special um, home. Um, but that's probably one of the more exciting things that we're working on for this upcoming year. Um, so we'll be collaborating with uh, David on the space, um, as well as furnishings and art. And um, we have a couple of projects in Los Angeles. So I'm in Los Angeles right now. And... Um, that's it. Stay tuned. There's good stuff to come. Stay tuned. I love an eSpot exclusive. So you have to keep me um, involved in everything you're doing. I want to know because oh, absolutely. Because we'll be meeting up in September at Dallas Market, part of Design Week, which I'm very excited about. I can't wait. I was telling somebody, I thought we were in August. I said, next month I'm going to be in, well, I start off in Martha's Vineyard. Then I'm in Dallas. Then I'm going to Paris. And mm. then I'm, I'm, back and you know life. trying to run back to Dallas and I may be going back to Paris and we're like how are we going to do this but anyway we'll figure it out make it work right <laughs> you're <laughs> designers that's what you guys do you make magic happen so again exactly. thank you so much for being my guest next time we'll have to have your wife with us too yes because we I had to both divide teams. and conquer this is the beauty of being a team she's <sighs> with the client we should have we should have done a relay because you would love her. She's the better half. Well, you know, as a woman, I always kind of go on the wife's side and have to say they're the better <laughs> half. But, you know, you're in front no, of me. No, so no. In this case, she's definitely the better half. <laughs> no argument there. So thank you again so much for being my guest. And I'm so excited about everything that the Kaleidoscope Project is bringing together, but also all the wonderful things you have coming up as well. This is exciting yeah, times. And it's time. It's definitely yeah. overdue. Thank you. Kaleidoscope is everything. We are just so humbled to be a part of the organization, but really excited about what it's doing and what it's doing for the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, thanks again for being my guest and you have a wonderful day. Take care. Thanks Enjoy a lot. Enjoy the sunshine. Thanks. <laughs>